Spitcast. The future of collaborative video production. Spitcast. News, information, conversation, collaboration. Spitcast. Hi, I'm Michael London, and welcome to Spitcast, the future of collaborative video production. Brought to you by spitvid.com. On this episode, we're visiting with Dan Green, evangelist from mediasilo.com. Media Silo is a wonderful video content management and collaborative platform. Spitcast. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about the Media Silo story. Well, Media Silo actually started out of a production environment uh, several years ago. Um, it started from a company called Productorials, which uh, did a lot of work in video for the web. And uh, most of the clients actually were banks. And getting them to agree on anything or even just, uh, you know, all, all of the stakeholders involved to actually view some content and uh, approve it was a nightmare. And uh, so what the guys did was they actually uh, started to piece together. They knew a little bit about the, the web and, and online video. And so they pieced together a system that enabled those, those stakeholders involved in uh, the production of the, the online videos to, to go from their own computers and actually view that content and make comments on the timeline and then approve or, or disapprove the, the content. And uh, it was such a big hit that uh, some friends of theirs and other production companies were like, hey, man, can I use that? And, and one thing led to another, and they said, gosh, you know, a lot of people might be able to use this. And the platform has really grown from there. It started just as, as an online approval system and, and really grew beyond that to become a fully fu- functional, uh, full collaborative online video platform. Well, it certainly is that. Now, is this a real-time experience? No, Media Silo is not live. Media Silo gives you the ability to uh, collaborate on your own schedule. And so you're able to control who has access uh, to any given workspace, and that's what we call them. We break them down into workspaces, which are like folders, or if you're, a, if you're an avid uh, person, maybe like a bin. And uh, you can break those workspaces down into projects or into clients or however you want to break them down, and then you can assign people that have access to those workspaces and determine what they can do in those workspaces. So whether or not they have the ability to uh, actually make comments on video in there, view it, share it with other people, or work with that video, or embed it onto their websites, you control all of the things that they're able to do in a workspace with video. And uh, you're able to do it on your own time with notifications via email. Got it, got it. So now take a step-by-step through the media silo process. What happens is uh, you can just upload any video directly through your online login, click one button, and uh, you choose the file that you want to upload, or you can upload it via FTP direct out of your system if you like. And uh, it'll go directly into that workspace where we take not only the source file, So we'll take the source file. If you upload a QuickTime, we'll take the QuickTime. If you upload a Windows Media file, we'll take the Windows Media file. And we store that online so that you can access and download it at any time. Uh, So if you're uploading from New York, you can download that exact same file in Los Angeles. But at the same time, what we do is we create a flash proxy of that video, which you can view online and work with online. So when that video goes up and it's encoded into flash, that's actually what you see and that's what you work with 
through the media silo platform. I love that. Now, your content stays untouched, and then we work using a Flash version. Very, very nice. Now, Dan, who exactly is using Media Silo at this time? We have a lot of clients in the reality TV space. Some of the some of the network talk shows are using us. For example, uh, one of the big uh, primetime talk shows is using us to brief talent that they want to get involved in some of their bits. And so they'll have producers, for example, do a mock-up of that bit or do a run-through of that bit. And then they'll send a sample straight to that client's iPhone or that uh, their agent's iPhone, for example, directly, you know, right to their phone or make it available online. Or they can actually give them access to the system within Media Silo if they want. So you can collaborate within the platform if you like or outside the platform if that's what you want to do as well. Well, I tell you what, the flexibility and customization possibilities are very, very exciting indeed. So Dan, share with us a little bit more about the actual working parts and pieces of Media Silo. Well, we call them modules in Media Silo, and those modules give you the ability to do different things. For example, we have the ability for you to uh, create your own channels online that you can program on the fly. So, for example, if you want to have a a broadcast channel that has a a, a number of videos, like let's say, for example, you want to do your reel, and you have different versions of that reel. So you have commercials, you have uh, documentaries, and so on. You can actually break that up into different uh, channels within your overall Media Silo channel. So you would go in and build that within Media Silo, take the embed code and put it on your website, and you can actually program that on the fly simply by dragging and dropping content into that channel. And uh, it'll change automatically. You'll never have to go back in and re-embed it or change the code in the website ever again. Uh, all you'll have to do is drag and drop, and you can move all of those things from within Media Silo, and it'll control it. So the broadcast feature is one that's particularly popular because of the ability to program it through lineups. We also have a transcription mode which uh, gives you anybody who's ever sat there and had to just sit there and knock out bytes and transcribe bytes or log tape knows uh, how tedious that can be. We've got a very affordable option where if you if you go out and you do your shoot, you can actually you upload that content to Media Silo, then drag it into the transcription feature and uh, request a transcription. You can add any notations that you want, uh, names or uh, specific requests, RE time code and things like that and send it off, and uh, within 24 to 48 hours for $5 a file and a dollar a minute, you'll get a full transcription back on Media Silo that you can then cut and paste and work with and uh, create your piece together. So those are a couple of the modules that we have, and we're working on several others. Um, In addition to to those, we also have an interface with Final Cut Server, which uh, gives you the ability to uh, take that metadata and uh, metadata-like transcriptions, metadata-like notations on the timeline and and comments on given files, and write them back into your Final Cut server. And so we're able to make a full loop so that you can work with an asset within Final Cut server and, uh, and then upload that content and make it all available online and update metadata that's relevant to you and move the production process along within your nonlinear editor. Now, you just mentioned metadata. There are some old-school editors out there who have painfully made that transition from three-quarter to beta to DVCAM and then from linear to nonlinear editing. Talk a bit about that process. 
I think that uh, that this clearly, you know, metadata is clearly the future and the direction that we're moving in. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but uh, you know, making the transition from linear into nonlinear, I think I think most people have have made that jump. What happens is where to go from there, and the ability to really catalog your assets and make those assets available to other people to be able to work with those assets outside of your nonlinear editor pl editing platform. And, um, and that is a process that it's, it's, it's sort of like crack, I think, is that you get a little bit and you just want more because it really streamlines your workflow and it uh, makes your time far more productive and you're able to work on projects and know exactly where you are on those projects on approval uh, with all the stakeholders that are involved. And so you can bounce from project to project and still be up to date and keep people informed as to where you are and get your approvals and move along. Indeed, and, and for my money, one of the coolest features is the ability to be editing in New York, get instant feedback from my client in L.A., and then the client's partner at O'Hare Airport in Chicago as well. Yeah, and he can do it on his phone. In fact, you can access your entire catalog uh, on, on the phone if you want to, uh, on the iPhone. But, you know, the, the mobility that we uh, are demanding in this new environment, uh, and particularly with the smartphones and the flexibility that we have uh, in the software that's coming for nonlinear editing systems, whether it be Avid or, or Apple, and then the server through Avid server system uh, or, or Final Cut server gives us tremendous flexibility in, in that regard. And all of these things are merging together. And Media Silo really is positioned as an online component for those things. Ah, great position to be in. Now, how has producing videos changed and evolved over the last couple of years? Well, I think that um, the, the biggest change that we're seeing is a movement, uh, particularly in Hollywood, toward uh, workflow, that it's not just about editing anymore. It's about total workflow from acquisition all the way through the post-production process. Because the biggest change that I think I'm seeing anyway is, is the need to take any content that you have and be able to use it on a number of platforms. So we're seeing a lot of our clients, particularly in the reality space, take a piece of video that, that is going to be used for a show, but it also has to be uh, repurposed for the web. It has to be repurposed for promo so that it can be sent to uh, newspapers or tabloids around the world, and they have to be able to take that content and put it on the web or edit it into their own systems. And the relevant metadata that, that's going to be coming with that video is going to be very important because uh, it's going to add to your ability not only to uh, to maximize that content on a number of different platforms, but then as you move forward to also be able to track that content and see what it's doing for you online. Now, speaking of online and stepping away from that traditional Hollywood studio model, what does the future hold for online video content in terms of the production model? I think it's what comes after YouTube now because, you know, YouTube certainly has its place. Uh, there's no, no doubt about it. But, you know, YouTube was the great repository. And, and when you have uh, a great repository like that, it doesn't give you the ability to, to really set yourself apart. And so I think people are demanding now the ability to have more control of their content, to be able to stand apart and have a unique delivery system that is beyond sort of the, you know, the standard things that are out there. 
Um, does, does that mean there's not a place for YouTube? Absolutely not. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, the days of, of you know, being a production company and putting your stuff on YouTube makes you kind of look cheesy. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And, and, and so people want to have the ability to have an incredibly professional look on their websites, to be able to have an incredibly uh, professional workflow, and do that online at a very affordable price. And, and I think that's where Media Silo really comes in. Which then, of course, takes us to the bottom line. Tell us exactly how do your clients save money and time using Media Silo's platform? Well, I mean, you know, the first thing that's going to save them a bunch of money is that they're not dubbing DVDs all day long and shipping them out to clients for approval and then waiting days to get an answer back. You know, the money that they save on, on FedEx alone, you know, pays for the media silo platform or, you know, the systems that, that, are, that are incredibly ineffective for video, like you send it and, and, and FTP delivery systems where they don't even know what they're looking at. They just get a file and they have to download it and maybe they didn't even want to look at it in the first place uh, or maybe it's not even the right file. Uh, so this is a visual platform that gives you a lot of flexibility and uh, saves you money through delivery. It saves you money through time and the ability to collaborate and get an answer and use your time as an editor and a producer far more effectively. Uh, it gives you the ability to, to uh, you know, we have, we have casting agents in Los Angeles that are using Media Silo. And, um, you know, we had uh, one recent uh, project where we had a, we had a casting director um, do a project in half the time it took him before. And normally he would have three or four uh, casting assistants uh, on the project. And instead he had one. And, and so it, it's, it's a money saver in terms of efficiency and giving you the ability to focus on the project that you're working on or multiple projects that you're working on and move them forward at a pace that's going to be profitable to you and uh, make a difference on your bottom line. And in this age of the bottom line being just that, the bottom line, I trust that SpidCast listeners and the SpidVid community will appreciate the value of a hand-in-hand partnership with Media Silo in that when they assemble their production teams from literally around the world via SpidVid, they will then turn to Media Silo to complete their projects or even uh, use Media Silo throughout the complete production process. What we've seen is a lot of people integrating it piece by piece. So, um, you know, some will use us for casting and then, and then start uh, using it for research uh, and, and put all the research content on there. Others are, are using it in the production process and then branching out from there. So there's multiple applications uh, for Media Silo. And, and, you know, if it fits into certain parts of the workflow, one of the th- then it really works. One of the things that we really try and do with the platform and encourage people to do is incorporate it into the workflow the way that they want to on their level. Uh, because we're not trying to set a workflow and say, listen, this is the way that you do it. Uh, we have the flexibility for you to customize the system, customize the approval process, who sees what, when, where, and what workspace it goes into, and then where it progresses to based off of the platform, not off of what we say. And, and so you're able to customize that platform to fit your workflow. And so we're seeing Media Silo brought in at different levels, and then they expanded from there. Well, a bit ago, Dan, you hit on the jump from linear to nonlinear editing. Well, this takes the jump from linear to nonlinear thinking, and this is just today, in, in the present. Now, what do you see in the near future? The future is clearly about metadata. 
there's no doubt about it, and that's what we're we're committed to, and we want to make that that interaction as seamless and as painless as possible for people. In fact, uh, you know, we work with a company called Focus Enhancements, who has uh, you know a product called the FS5, which gives you the ability to put metadata onto a file and acquisition, and then you can upload that content and import that metadata. Uh, up to media silo and into your nonlinear editing system, and it stays with the file. So it can be good take, bad take. It can be day shoot, night shoot. It can be uh, actor information. It can be whatever. It can actually be a, a script. And that information then stays with the video all the way through. And it's searchable. It's findable. Uh, it's something that, that you can uh, then put into your library and seek through and have your hands on that uh, video whenever you need to. And, and that's going to improve dramatically video production as we move forward. So if you can get your hands and search in, in a matter of seconds, whether it be on Media Silo or within your, in your own system using some simple metadata, uh, you'll be able to uh, get your hands on the video content that you need immediately, and it's going to save you a fortune. It really will, and I think we're going to see metadata incorporated into workflows uh, in in production, so that actual approval and uh, the sorting of content, say in a reality space, where uh, you would have producers sorting through content and picking bites and picking uh, the cutaway shots that they want to use, that they're actually that those selections are with the video as it sits on a server, and so whether you go. Through and find it through Media Silo or you go and find it in your uh, editing system through your, your production workflow, you're able to find every shot of John and have your hands on every cutaway of John that was ever shot during the entire production and have it in seconds. And that, that's really going to change everything in the way that we do it. Not to mention the fact that you know there are other things that come into it. That metadata could also be color. It can be settings. It can be uh, other variables, GPS. Uh, it can be uh, it can be you know what temperature Kelvin were we shooting at, and so if you have to go back and do a reshoot, that metadata is always going to be there, and you're going to be able to change it. I mean, think about the ability to to actually instead of renting a DVD of a movie, to be able to rent all of the video that was shot for that film, and the ability just with metadata to recut it the way that you want to if those scenes are there. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we have in the future. It sounds like the future is bright indeed. Dan, I sure appreciate you being on Spidcast today. But you also have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about Workflow Junkies. Well, Workflow Junkies is sponsored by Media Silo. Uh, We touch on Media Silo from time to time, but really the podcast is about workflow in in the production environment. Uh, We spend a lot of time talking about about metadata there and uh, the potential applications for metadata uh, in in the video production space and, and where we're going. But at the end of the day, what we like to do on, on Workflow Junkies is just talk about ways to save yourself some time and save yourself some money in video production and have fun doing it. And to me, that has to be the ultimate bottom line. Have fun doing it. Dan, where can Spidcast listeners go to learn more about your solutions, get a demo, and get connected with Media Silo? We're online at mediasilo.com. The 
podcast is at workflowjunkies.com. That's workflowjunkies.com. But uh, you can go online to uh, Media Silo and get a look at the system. Sign up for a demo, and uh, it's all free. Uh, there's actually a free account. You can sign up and get your hands on Media Silo right off the bat and uh, not pay anything. There are limitations in terms of you know total volume of, the, of, of files that you can upload and so on. But it's a great chance to just sign up for a free account at mediasilo.com and uh, start uploading some video and see how the system works and see how practical it is for your workflow. Wonderful invitation. We will do that. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today on Spidcast. All right. Thanks for having me, Michael. Dan Green, evangelist from mediasilo.com. I'm Michael London. Thank you for listening. You can join the conversation now by visiting spidcast.com. We welcome your thoughts, opinions, and feedback. And you can also get access to the full text transcript of this week's show at spidcast.com. Spidcast.